Welcome to Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks very much for tuning in. A little later in the show, we're going to talk about the coverage of Indian Americans killed uh, because people are mistaking them for Muslims or Arabs in this country. There's a big difference in the way that it's being covered here and being covered in India, and Sheikha Dalmia of the Reason Foundation will be here a little later to talk about that, so you're going to want to stay tuned to that conversation as well. But first, as recent as three years ago, Detroit still had the highest total property value of any city in Michigan. That's, of course, despite decades of population loss and economic decline. But that's no longer the case. According to a report from Crane's Detroit Business, the city of Ann Arbor, which is just a fraction of the size of Detroit in area and population, now has the highest real estate value in the state. What does that say about Detroit's revitalization efforts? What does that say about affordability in Ann Arbor? And what does it say about the relationship between the two cities, both anchors here in southeast Michigan? Joining us now to talk about that report is Kirk Pinho, a reporter, Crane's Detroit Business, who wrote the story. Kirk, welcome to Detroit Today. Thanks for having me, Stephen. Absolutely. So in broad terms, talk about what this actually means that that Ann Arbor now has a higher real estate value than the city of Detroit. It means it certainly weathered the uh, recession a lot better. Um, and the, the most eye-popping thing, is, as you said, a significantly smaller community than Detroit uh, somehow, some way overtook it in terms of the total highest assessed value. Mm-hmm. And that has implications in any number of ways, not the least of which is revenue um, revenue from taxes and all that. Yeah. When, when you think about Ann Arbor, of course, you think about the University of Michigan, which is the largest entity or institution, I suppose, in the city. Lots of people, though, just have to wor- live in Ann Arbor. Right? And not everybody who lives there necessarily works for the University of Michigan or is benefiting necessarily from uh, the economic boom that the university uh, is bringing there. What does that mean for affordability in a place like Ann Arbor? I mean, if if you know anyone who lives in Ann Arbor, of course, you hear about the prices there Mm -hmm. and how quickly they're going up. This makes it even even tougher. Yeah, the the university is certainly, um, uh, I, I don't want to call it an artificial inflator, but it certainly helps keep the, the, the residential values higher. And they do have some you know pretty large, large employers out there. Uh, it's obviously more expensive to live there. And if you just kind of follow the the, the, the housing market trends recently, uh, the, pr- the prices have been going up just, just because there are fewer homes on the market. Sure. So there's um, any number of reasons for that. Yeah. Uh, what about here in the city of Detroit? Of course, we are in the middle of one of the biggest sort of surges in uh, revitalization uh, that I've seen in my lifetime. We're we're in the middle of uh, a recovery that has included for the first time neighborhoods that for most of my life I think have only seen things go down. But this this report, uh, this comparison with Ann Arbor, I think shows how how far we still have to go. Yeah. um, And we can get as excited as we want about a 734 foot building going on going on the Hudson site, but until we start seeing activity like that, that will further drive up the property values in in, in the rest of the city. There's still a very a very long way to go, and yeah. we're not even you know taking into consideration you know the the other the other issues like education and crime and, right. and, and everything like that. Do, do, does the comparison suggest that 
there is a soft underbelly, perhaps, to the revitalization here in Detroit, things that are not going as well or not going well at all that are working in a place like Ann Arbor? Um, I don't think necessarily. I mean, if you t- if you talk to the city, they'll 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 pretty readily point out, yes, the property values are down, you know, by by our calculation, you know, sixty percent, which is sixty um, percent since two thousand eight, which is a massive figure when you consider that Ann Arbor is basically where they were at right. in, in two thousand eight. But yeah, there's still certainly a long way to go. The city has seen some improvements in terms of uh, uh, property tax collection, which is how the the precipitous de- decline has been, you know, kind of le- not leveled off, but certainly uh, staved in a little bit. But yeah, yeah there's a lot of issues. Yeah. Uh, this is Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson. My guest is Kirk Pinho. He's a reporter with Crane's Detroit Business. He wrote a story about the comparison between real estate values in Ann Arbor and here in Detroit for the first time in history. Detroit is not the highest total property value city in the state of Michigan. Ann Arbor is. If you live in Ann Arbor, of course, you know about the high prices that are driving people further and further out from that central area of Main Street or near the University of Michigan. If you live here in Detroit, you probably live in a neighborhood where you're still seeing values stagnate just a little bit. Things are getting better, but not quite as fast. Ann Arbor's speed at recovery after the recession has pushed it ahead of Detroit for the first time. Give us a call if you want to join the conversation. Talk about real estate values in your area. If you're here in the city of Detroit, what are you seeing in your neighborhood in terms of real estate values? Are they going up? Are they going down? Are they not going up fast enough for you? Or are they going up too fast and you fear that people may be pushed out? If you live in the Ann Arbor area, give us a call and talk about what it looks like on that end, this incredible increase in property values across the city. 313-577-1019 is the number to join the conversation. 313-577-1019. You can also go to the WDET Facebook page and put your comments there, or you can go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today. We'll work your comments into the conversation. Uh, let's go to Alfie in Detroit. Alfie, welcome to Detroit Today. Hi. I, Hi. I, I, I read the article on, on the internet and stuff, and I was appalled because it's a very racist article. Here's why I say it. Mm-hmm. The land bank is buying up the vacant lots, for example, here where the uprisings began around Claremont and what have you, and they assign zero value to those vacant lots. And they buy up these uh, homes. Or they don't buy. They just patch up the, the, the uh, abandoned homes and let them just sort of like implode upon themselves. And so those of us who have maintained our property, like, for example, in my case, I lost $6,400 state equalized value in one year because the land bank is devaluing and deinvesting the monies that those of us who have stayed the course. So what they're doing is trying to get our properties in black Detroit to zero, to zero. So Alfie, Alfie, here's a question. I mean, the land bank doesn't buy property. The land bank ends up with property that typically is given to it through the foreclosure process, the tax foreclosure process at the county level. Uh, and at that point, when those when those properties are taken and then cycle through, uh, a lot of them are auctioned off for for five hundred dollars or just a little more than that. And so, 
they are of little value. I mean, I, I, I guess I'm not arguing with the point that you're making, which is that that hurts homeowners like yourself who are trying to maintain their property and it devalues your property. But I guess blaming the land bank for that is something I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure that's where the blame lies. The assessor's office, I'm telling you what I was told, why I lost half the value of my home, which has been going down, down, down. Black Detroit mm-hmm. is treated differently than white Detroit. Well, that's, and that's the problem. There's no question about that, Alfie. I'm not sure that you're, you're, you're conveying an example of that uh, here, but there's no question that there's a difference in the way that African-American and white people are treated everywhere, not just here in the city of Detroit. I, I do think that, that one of the things you're pointing out that's really important is that all of this property that's owned by essentially a government entity in Detroit uh, helps lower the overall value of everybody's property. And until you can get that property into the hands of people, private owners, who will pay taxes on it, maybe build on it, uh, or maintain the structures that are on it, it's, it's very hard to raise property values. So, uh, Alfie, I appreciate the call. Kirk Pinhow, talk about the the effect of government ownership of property here in Detroit. That's a lot higher than it is in other cities and certainly a lot higher than it is in a place like Ann Arbor. Oh, absolutely. And 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 obviously the, the, those properties are not on the tax rolls, um, which, you know, certainly probably pl- uh, plays a factor in here. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's uh, in a lot of ways, it's a massive problem. There's it, the government's not going to the government in particular, is not going to go out and fix up a house itself. Um, you need a private ownership to do that or develop property on a vacant chunk of land, right. generally speaking. So, right. yeah. Well, and one of the big problems here in Detroit is that we have so much mm-hmm. land. We have 139 square miles, hundreds of thousands of individual parcels. You've lost so much population. It's really difficult to take all of the land that we have and put it into private hands anymore. There aren't as many people living in neighborhoods as there used to be. Uh, There's not as much private investment in developing uh, individual parcels for for individuals here. So, So that, again, in addition to the reset from the crash, You've got this massive problem here that that doesn't look like it does anywhere else in the state. Right. Yeah. Uh, talk a little also about state support for cities uh, and and whether the values uh, have an effect on that. In other words, the the the, the revenue sharing that uh, that Ann Arbor gets versus Detroit, mm-hmm. uh, things like that. When when you talk about values. Uh, switching places like that and uh, so much value going to Ann Arbor, not as much value here. Does that threaten some of the some of the infrastructure that we have, some of the supports that we have for government services here in the city? Um, in, entirely possible. I don't feel fluent enough to be able to address it necessarily uh, one way or the other. But you know, when Governor Snyder came in, there was the big um, rev- revenue sharing battle. Um, so yeah, I mean, that, that's entirely feasible. I just don't. I mean, you have a lot of cities around the state, I think, who look at how much money we get here in Detroit for revenue sharing and are starting to scratch their heads about it's no longer the largest city. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is the largest city in the, state, in the state. It's no longer as large as it used to be. It's not many multiples the size of uh, the other cities. And now you're talking about values being off 
it, 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 it again, I think, raises that question of parity and fairness that uh, that we end up having to fight in Lansing. Uh, okay, Kirk Pinho, reporter with Crane's Detroit Business. Thank you very much for being here. Hey, thanks for Detroit having me. Today. Absolutely. All right, up next, we're going to talk about the recent murders of Indian men in this country and how they've been ignored by our president and largely by our media, but are getting big attention in India. Stay with us on Detroit Today.